I was super impressed how in the startup world you don't have to have white hair in order to people listen to you mm -hmm. and this is something I've never seen before like 20 year olds can have as many ideas and great ideas than anybody else and they're listened like people listen to them and I hadn't seen that before ever hey everyone my name is Bruce Angulf and this is the untold stories of change the podcast where you hear the stories behind business leaders and the companies they build Today I'm speaking with Raquel Rejas, who is Customer Success Manager at Payhawk. Now, it's interesting how that someone from Spain, who spent the majority of their career working on international development, end up in a Bulgarian fintech company. Raquel was brave enough to share her story, and during our conversation, you'll find out how her early life influenced her career, what was it like to enter the world of startups, and the tools she also uses when she's overwhelmed. And now I bring you Raquel Reyes. Before we dive into what you do now, uh, maybe you can begin by telling us a little bit about your early life. Um, where did you grow up? Was it like a big family? Early life. Yeah, we're going way back. <laughs> okay. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me here. It's very nice to do a podcast. Um, it's my first one. Um, so early life, so I was born and raised in Spain, in León, in the Northwest. Um, I went also to boarding school in Ireland for two years to learn English. Um, and I think that was one of my best experience of my childhood. Um, you spend all your time either with your friends or playing sports, um, or trying to see what's the next naughty thing that you can do. So. Yeah, that was the life in boarding school. Anyhow, so <laughs> I'm part of a big family. I'm the youngest of four. And um, yes, I'm the spoiled one, if you are asking that. Um, and um, after I um, graduated from high school, I moved to Barcelona um, to do my university there. Uh, most of the people from my town, from my city, they normally go to Madrid, so I was kind of like the black sheep to go to Barcelona. But I wanted, you know, I really like the city, so I, I really wanted to go there. And, and then, yeah, and then I just started working and studying all around. <laughs> I wasn't as lucky as you that went to <laughs> an American university. Uh, but in Spain, the system is super rigid. Um, so once you choose something, you have to stick to it. Mm. So um, when you're 18, I think you don't really know what you want to do. So I had, I, had, um, uh, I had to do the common entrance exam that everybody mm. has to do. And, um, and then I chose between business administration or fashion design. So I, I got into both. And then my dad was like, well, you know, if you want to have a future, maybe <laughs> you should do business. And then if you want, you can do fashion design, which I'm sure, you know, he, he was right. Um, so that's what I did. I did business, mostly focusing on marketing and um, social enterprises. Um, yeah, I think I can see the, your passion for fashion design. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, did you do you think that your early life affected your work, or your work ethic in general, in any way? The fact that you grew up in a big family, maybe. 
Yes, I think so, for sure. Um, I think as well, um, when the first time I went to boarding school, I was only seven. So that made me kind of like get out of my um, zone of control completely. Um, so that was one thing. And also trying to be heard in a, mm. in a family that is so big when you're the you know, the youngest, it's pretty hard. So <laughs> I think I think I learned a lot from that. And I've, I maybe have had, I don't know, more um, more opportunities uh, because I'm more outspoken or that I don't have any issues like public speaking or things like that yeah. or t asking, yeah. etc. I think, yeah, it, it does make a difference. Okay, so what about your professional experience? For the majority of your career, you worked as... Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, when I was in when I was doing my degree uh, business, I had the chance to go to Guatemala uh, the summer of my fourth year, and I really liked to to kind of like um, uh, be part of a social project and see and try to contribute. Uh, a little bit on how you know in improving the lives of uh, other people um, so I was like oops I think I got the you know the wrong major or the wrong you know degree to to be able to do that to do to do that in more um, depth so so then I did a master's more focused on international development so most of my career has been in international development if you want to know what is that most of the people who work in international development either work on poverty reduction or um, conflict management or crisis resolutions and things like that. I focused on um, uh, poverty re reduction through kind of like agriculture and forestry projects. Mm -hmm. So I lived and worked many places in Landmark and Africa. Um, so yeah, that's my background. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite place so far? Brazil. Brazil? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think um, it was very, very similar to home. Um, I really like the, the, the way they see life, like the um, work is, is secondary, uh, like um, the way to, um, I don't know, see every day and grab it as it comes it's it's something i've only seen there everybody's super nice and open especially if you speak portuguese um and um and it's just a beautiful country it has so much desert forests beaches uh, yeah it's just so big and beautiful <laughs> <laughs> okay so tell me how does someone like you from your background uh goes to work for a fintech startup in Bulgaria. <laughs> Good question. That's a, so something that I'm really curious about. So um, I used to live in the US because I did my master's there and then I, I, I worked there for almost um, 10 years. And um, there I met my boyfriend and uh, he got a position in Bulgaria. So I moved with him. And I arrived to Bulgaria and I was like, okay, what do I do here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I had a few meetings with uh, NGOs and government on, on how, and like my previous sector, which was agriculture. And um, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel that this was my position or like my role here. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to look into something else. 
and I knew that the tech sector here it's um, is one of the best. Um, I saw also that most of the startups were in the tech sector, so <clears throat> I thought that was a good idea. So I sent my CV to the ones I liked, and you know, Christo, our CEO, was the first one to answer, <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> and here you are. So <laughs> now you're currently taking the role of a customer success manager. So how do you see this role and in, in, in your contribution to the team in, in particular? <laughs> well, you know, when you arrived at a startup, I didn't know this, but you you start wearing many hats. Um, so when I arrived, we were looking into expanding to Spain, so I was doing sales in the Spanish market. And then um, uh, somehow we saw that there was a gap on, um, on a position to kind of like take care of the customers that we already had because we, we grew pretty fast, so we didn't have enough people to kind of like take care of those. Um, and that's why I'm mm -hmm. basically in this position. I, I also think um, how I contributed to the team or or the way that I, I can see it is that if you have one specific person just taking care of the customers, you will have um, a much better relationship with them instead of making, you know, five or six different people in the team trying to reach out customers to either solve problems or like to get feedback or um, ask questions, etc. So I think it's nice to have one person dealing with everything. Mm. And was it, did you at any point have any challenge or failure within the company that set you oh. up for a greater success? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in, in the world that I was before, um, I worked either in NGOs or big organizations, multilaterals, and they are like the least tech savvy of, I think, the world. Um, so the moment I arrived here and I saw, for example, all the different platforms and uh, apps and things that we use to everyday work, I was a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> I remember the day when uh, our product manager told us about product board, and I was like, "Oh no, another one, another two. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it was it was it was complicated because I had never worked with those. You know, uh, for me, I think emo was like that's it. But um, but those things are. I mean, once you see the the value of working uh, with those kind of tools. It's impressive. I'm like, why? Why is not everybody on Slack? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, did I sound like a granny? I did sound like a granny. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing I wanted to ask you is, we know Payhawk has many features, and a lot of them are coming pretty quick. So, do you have any favorite feature of yours? Favorite feature. I think the fund requests are really nice um, and something that I wish I had in my previous jobs. Um, I I think being able to, you know, you never know when you're gonna have an overspend when you do a trip for, you know, visiting a client or just uh, going to a conference. And this is amazing that with one click with your phone you can actually ask funds to your to your manager another one that i really like is that everybody knows how hard it is to get a card in a bank you have to go there you have to show your id then you have to go pick it up in like two days you know that was like 
it sounds like medieval ages. Anyhow, um, what I like with Payhawk is that you can issue a card immediately, a virtual card, and then a physical card arrives to your office in like two, three days, depending on where you're based. So I think that it's something that a lot of people don't know that we that we have and a lot of the fintechs have today. And um, the change from a commercial bank uh, to a, a fintech like Payhawk, it's, it's those little things that make your life easier. What are some bad recommendations that you hear in your area of expertise and are there any stereotypes that you wish to debunk? Sure. Um, uh, when I started, I, a lot of people around me told me startups are really nice because you get to learn a lot, you know, you are wearing many hats, you do different jobs, etc. But also half of the time is spent um, looking for funds. And I was like, well, that's what I used to do before as well. Like in the NGOs that I used to work on, the projects that I used to work, um, you know, getting the funding was the first thing and then you will implement the project. So I wasn't really scared about that. Other um, things that I can, like stereotypes, you know, maybe on a positive note, not on a negative note, I will say that I was super impressed how in the startup world, you don't have to have white hair in order to people listen to you. Mm. And this is something I've never seen before. Like 20 year olds can have as many ideas and great ideas than anybody else. And they're listened, like people listen to them. And I hadn't seen that before ever. <laughs> I was super impressed. Mm. I like to go to the positive side. Mm. I know that you <laughs> asked me a negative question. <laughs> This is a question, a surprise for you. It's a question from Christo, our CEO, which I think kind of overlaps with the previous question that I already asked. But what was the scariest moment in your career at Payhawk? Mm. I think I have two, maybe. One of them was when um, I joined the sales team, which was the first role that I had. And um, Christo was like, for the end of the year, I think it was like in two months, we need to get X amount of clients. And I was like, that's about four or five per week. That's uh, 20 per month. I'm like, how am I going to do that? You know, I'm like, what? I just started. I didn't even know how anything works. That was a personal one, let's say. Um, <laughs> the other one, I think it was pretty scary was, um, I, I didn't know how funding rounds and things like that worked. You know, I, I've never, I've never been in a startup before. Um, so I, I didn't know how close we were to get funding. So I was like, sometimes I will be wondering all this team that we already have. I think we were about 10, 11 when, when I joined, um, they're not going to get paid. How, how, how is it going to happen? Like. I, I know at the end of the day, we have some, you know, MRR that will keep us going, but uh, uh, salaries normally are the biggest chunk of the, of the cost of a company. So that was another one. I say more general. What are you currently working on and focusing mostly on? Is there something that you're excited about in the future? Um, so I remember when I saw the first time uh, the Bayhawk website, I asked Christo why we didn't have testimonials and like 
um, stories from from the customers that they already had because that's I think a super valuable piece of information and content that uh, was lacking. So I'm doing that now and it's super fun because I get to talk as you can see I like to talk so I get to talk with my with our customers and um, and we write a short story about um, who they are and and how are they using Payhawk. Um, it's a little bit uh, hard, I must say, to get um, customers uh, to talk to us. Um, uh, if I could use this piece <laughs> to beg <laughs> for more people, more clients to talk to us and on on how how they're using Pejo, that would be great. Um, but I, I think you you can get a lot, uh, not only us from them, but also our clients um, uh, can learn also new features when you do this kind of customer stories. Nice. And where can people find that? They can find it on our website under, uh, so it's payhawk.com slash customers. Perfect. Thank there you. There you go. I know it by heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then I have a question for me. What do you do when you feel overwhelmed? Maybe in one of those moments where you feel scary. Hmm. Mm. Eat chocolate. And <laughs> if I don't have any, um, I might do some yoga, which is, you know, always uh, nice to have some time to relax and just breathe. Which I think a lot of people are thankful for because she's also uh, taking us to the rooftop and doing <laughs> yoga sessions there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you can also sign up for that. <laughs> well, okay. Raquel, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. and. It was Thank a pleasure you. hearing your first person. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm.